Greetings to everyone hidden away at home. This is your humble host, Osgood, on lockdown here at the Gallery of Curiosities. Get up off that sofa. Yes, I'm talking to you right now. Yes, I'm aware that some of you are eating better now than you have in years since you cannot graze on gas station junk food whilst driving around in your automobile. Or perhaps you finally learned how to cook real cuisine after you ate your way through all of those frozen dinners and spaghettios you panic bought last month. But you still need to exercise whilst you are stuck inside. So, get up and let's shake some bones. I said now. No, you do not have to put your trousers on. I promise I will not look, though you really should be civilized enough to dress from the waist down for your Zoom conferences. Shake out your legs a little. Yes. Come on, move those shoulders, and... It's... Madison time again. Now, if you've not Madisoned before, here's the gist of how it is accomplished. It's a left foot forward. Then bring the right foot up and clap. And step back on the right. Now cross your left foot in front of your right. Twice while keeping your weight on your right. And repeat. That's it. Give me a big strong line. Now when I say hit it, I want you to go two up and two back with a big strong turn. Then back to the Madison. Hit it. That's it. You're looking good. Our exhibit for this evening comes from Ms. Holly Schofield, who travels through time at the rate of one second per second, oscillating between the alternate realities of city and country life. Her short stories have appeared in Analog, Lightspeed, Tesseracts, and many other publications throughout the world. She hopes to one day save the world through science fiction and homegrown heritage tomatoes. Find her at hollyshowfield.wordpress.com Now, when I say hit it, Wilson Fowley is going to read for you. Hit it! Two Steps Forward by Holly Schofield Read by Wilson Fowley I eased myself down off the running board of the 28 Hudson sedan, then laid a hand on the hood in mute sympathy for its overheated pistons. A quick buttoning up of my top coat and a tug on my fedora, and I felt ready to approach the farmhouse. The old woman on the veranda watched me as I drew close. Flyaway gray hair surrounding a narrow, clever face, faded house dress atop rubber boots, she was as much of a hodgepodge as I used to be. The late model Stuart Warner radio perched on the windowsill shimmied with the spell of the blues. I hummed along as the saxophones swooped and soared. The old woman fingered the jumble of items on her lap as if looking for a weapon, and I stopped a few feet from the bottom step of the porch. Afternoon, ma'am. I tipped my hat, not too far and put my hands in my pockets. I won't take up much of your time. Your husband built that famous automated scarecrow, am I right? 
At her tightening mouth, I quickly added, I'm not a reporter, just an admirer. I saw that Scarecrow ace the dance marathon at the Playland Pavilion in Montreal last winter. Truly hep to the jive. The ballroom's mirrored walls reflecting the graceful moves of the dark-suited figure, hands as clever as Frisco twirling a chiffon-clad partner, a sight worth seeing, all right. The old woman grunted and picked up a dirty rag. She poured something golden and syrupy over it from a pickle jar and began rubbing a coaster-sized metal disc, a flywheel, a gear, with more vigor than necessary. The sun beat down on my hat and heavy coat. Manitoba in August could cook a person's innards. Common courtesy would be to invite me onto the porch. She said nothing. I did as she'd expect and walked over to the shade of the big maple that crowded against the railing. When she finally spoke, her voice grated like sand in a pocket watch. Yep, he built that thing. The words hung on the dust-filled air. She put down the disc and squinted into the shade where I stood. He's dead and gone. I think maybe you know that. She'd lied with ease. Getting her to do what I needed would be harder than mastering the Lindy Hop. I heard that, ma'am, and you have my sympathies, I said, continuing to play innocent. Can I ask, why didn't he build more than the one? It had bothered me for ages, and I'd thought about it the whole six-hour drive out here from Winnipeg. Why not make another of the marvelous two-stepping scarecrows? Dozens, hundreds... The floorboards of the dance halls from here to Toronto could quiver from the beat of a thousand metallic toes. Why should I tell you about Abe's affairs? You a tax man? No, ma'am, I'm not from the tax office. Not even close. The bank, then. I suppose you're here to hand me a late mortgage notice? I already got two. No, ma'am, I'm not from the bank. Just interested, is all. Music is my life. Well, even if you were foreclosing, there's nothing here you want anyway. No one will buy this land no more. With Abe gone, I can't put in a wheat crop, and I sold off all the cows. No equipment worth a red cent, neither. Don't go thinking there's a fancy workshop here. That mechanical boy was constructed from cast-off junk. Washing machine parts, broken wooden pipes, ball joints from the old John Deere's drive shaft. Junk. All junk. She paused and spat over the side of the railing. Damn thing never did a decent stroke of work keeping the birds off my vegetables. With respect, ma'am, I heard the mechanical man was the cat's whiskers at hoofing around the joint, giving those winged pests the bum's rush. My poetical words must have painted a fine picture. Her shoulders relaxed slightly, like a dance marathoner on the second day. She finished polishing the gear and laid it on the old wicker table beside her, next to a tin can heaped with ball bearings. She picked up a smaller gear from her lap, with cogs the size of baby's teeth, and turned it over and over. The head, don't you know, was an old tea kettle. The handle was busted, so it got soldered back onto the side. Made the funniest-looking ear you ever saw. The side of her mouth quirked up. From my place in the shadows, I nodded several times. The copper sheen made him look like he perspired when he danced. A certain swanky Winnipeg dance hall lit up my memory, the figures whirling in bright dresses and suits, fox-trotting to Brother Can You Spare a Dime. The orchestra had so enchanted me that at times I had been oblivious to the torture of that 26-day marathon, 
The cruel catcalls from the paying audience, the MC's brutal sprint contests, the total exhaustion of my partner as she slept standing upright against my rigidly held shoulder through the nights. Like all my partners, she kept her energy for dancing, not talking, so I never learned much about her beyond her name. He covered his head up pretty quick, I heard tell, when he bummed his way east out of here. Got it coated with that newfangled Bakelite. Nobody could tell he wasn't a person except for the steam coming out his nose spout. She peered over at me. How'd you know his head was copper? Geez, Louise, call me a chowderhead. She might be nearsighted, but she wasn't dim. I changed the subject fast. One of the gossip rags said he got the nose fixed, too. Just redirected the steam to vent out several places on his body. The girls found him plenty steamy, all right. A real Lothario from Ontario. I laughed and was relieved to see the corner of her mouth twitch up further. Heard he won all the marathon contests from here to Montreal, she said, gruffly, leaning back enough to make the wicker creak. Guess nobody else could make another one, or they would have, just to get the prize money. Like a roadhouse gambler closing in on his patsy, it was time to show a little of my hand. If we didn't come to an understanding, all this was for naught. Nobody has your skill, ma'am. I let that sentence lie there, overlaying the chirp of the grasshoppers and the waltz that now drifted out the window, and took a big gulp from my hip flask. The old woman cackled. <laughs> Smart as a whippersnapper, aren't you? Yeah, I built the damn thing. Kept me busy the winter before Abe passed, just like my new radio. Didn't want to admit to it after the reporters started coming around. I started off real simple. I only wanted to keep the sparrows off my strawberries and such. Then he began dancing, slick as oil, twirling around in the moonlight all graceful and smooth in that wrinkled-up swallowtail coat the undertaker gave me. After a few months, I stuck an old axle kingpin in his ankles so he could bend in all the right places. Never got a thank you. She leaned back and put her hands behind her. I couldn't quite read her expression. I pictured the scene as a crow might see it. The scarecrow high-stepping under the moon, tails flapping, twisting like the hepcat he would become. NBC's Paul Mollovauer alive with sweet jazz, the hopeful scent of ripening tomatoes, and the moonlight playing among the carrot fronds. The scarecrow tap-dancing madly to California Here I Come as it blared out the window of the farmhouse he was never, ever invited into. She leaned forward, studying me. Nice coat, she said. I straightened the collar, pleased she had noticed. Camel hair with leather-covered buttons, it had been the feature in the Eaton's window all spring and had cost me the moolah from my last three marathons. She spun a gear on her finger, round and round. Bet it's hard to keep the coal dust off it. We understood each other all right. I touched my chest with my gloved hands, then held them out to her, in mute recognition of her statement. Her voice rasped. That mechanical boy never appreciated the oil I rubbed in his joints, the coal I shoveled beneath his boiler, the spot welding when he broke a toe. He just up and run off, right before harvest. The birds poked holes in most of the squash before the sun had set that day. By golly, I should have made one leg shorter so he could only walk in circles. Perhaps, I said, the radio is to blame. The radio? She dropped the gear with a clank. Well, I never. The radio? 
like peeking through a keyhole day after day, never being able to open the door. He wanted to see everything for himself, touch everything, live everything. You name it, he wanted it. Jam sessions, mellow rhythms, swell fellows, and grooving chicks. He wanted it all. Horse feathers! I jammed my hands in my pockets. Johnny Green's Easy Come, Easy Go finished its chorus and slid into a long bridge, silky as cream. The old woman swayed a bit to the beat, then caught herself. She must have cut quite a rug in her younger days. A bum, a wastrel, that's what he is, she said, as if she'd said it many times before. The wailing horns were drawing me in. I clenched my fists harder and tightened my knee joints, fighting the urge. I had to make her see. Perhaps he wanted to do more than chase birds away, as if he was a deuce of tin pie plates banging in the wind. Perhaps he wanted to earn you some lettuce when Abe was huddled in bed with scarlet fever. But perhaps, I faltered, then continued, you'd rather let the bank seize the farm than take help from me. Bridges burned, I stepped out into the sunlight, swept off my fedora, and let the sun beat down on my beige Bakelite-covered head. I opened my coat and took out the prize money from Toronto's nationwide super-marathon, laying the thick wad of cash on the top step of the porch. The old woman stood up, heedless of the gears, springs, and other clockworks tumbling from her lap. She took the two steps necessary to grab the money and turned away, rubbing her eyes. Her gnarled hand wrenched open the screen door and she disappeared into the dimness beyond. The door slammed behind her so loudly the starlings took off from the clothesline in indignation. I took another swig from my flask, the last of the kerosene failing to ease the tightness in my throat. Steam from several of my apertures drifted faintly up toward the gutters. A thank you would have been too much, but I'd hoped for a friendly smile or a hidey-ho. And a cup of her special lubricating blend would have hit the spot before I drove my car down the dirt track back to the highway back to the dance halls, back to the bleak faces of the marathoners. I'd learned that dance floors didn't sparkle so much after the glitter dust got trampled. I was a scarecrow with a lot of dashed hopes, an excellent sense of rhythm, and a chest that was as hollow as a certain famous tin man. My hand had cranked open the Hudson's door handle when the old woman hailed me, something bright in her hand. The crows mocked from the maple as I returned to the veranda, my new wingtip shoes causing aches in places I didn't know I had. Take the damn key ring, she said. Go out to the smaller barn next to the coal shed. She waved a hand, impatient at my slowness in mounting the steps. You need to wind them counterclockwise, light the kerosene-soaked coal, squirt all their joints with a drop or two of lubricant, and then explain to them about, well, about everything. The keys jangled from my glove-clad fingers. Them? The other scarecrows. There's six ready in the barn and half a one in the workshop that's not finished yet. It's been a slow summer. She trudged back into the house, lifting her heels very slightly, in time to sweet sue just you. Wilson Fowley has been reading stories out loud since the age of four and credits his parents for any talent he has for it. 
He's been narrating for podcasts since he answered a call for readers from Podcastle in 2008. Wilson fits in all this narrating between his day job as a web developer in Vancouver, Canada, and directing a community show chorus called the Maple Leaf Singers. That's probably enough exercise for a single day. I'm going back to my Dark Shadows binge. And you can go back to whatever it is that you do in your castle. Barnabas has yet to make his stunning appearance, so there's still quite a ways to go. As I have not heard of the stay-at-home order lifting any time soon, well... What else is one to do? Gallery of Curiosities is produced under a Creative Commons International 4.0 non-commercial attribution no derivatives license. All story copyrights remain with the authors. Don't forget to stretch every day and always remember that as long as there is tea, there is hope for us yet. This episode was produced in April of 2020. For full show notes, visit us on the web at gallerycurious com two points and back to the Madison.